All right, Toph, I got a question for you. All right. Why do you like the term or the title Parson? <laughs> I've heard you talk about this. You prefer Parson Preston. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, yeah. you don't actually ask people right. necessarily right. to call you that, right. but you really, really like the phrase. Is that just a alliteration thing because you're just <laughs> huge on alliteration? Right, or right. what's what's the deal with that? All right. Um, So it is true. I actually really like the title Parson. And and like you said, I don't I don't actually normally say that. I don't I don't ask people to I don't suggest that for people to call me that because most people would totally think I was kidding anyway and probably would laugh in my face being like, "Ah, Parson, such a <laughs> silly antiquated title." But it's actually I think it's actually a, a valuable title and I think it's a valuable title in our day when we're Churches are trying to define things and and don't really have a good title for the senior pastor. <laughs> um, I think that the title that, that everybody is looking for is parson. <laughs> Basically, two main reasons that I, I, I enjoy the title parson mm-hmm. is one is that it is kind of antiquated. It's kind of silly. And so in a sense, it, it reminds me not to take myself too seriously. Um, you know, right. uh, there's that kind of that side to it, but the other side of it is the, the historical significance of the parson is pretty huge. And, um, and I think significant for how we understand and how we use terminology in church leadership. Parson, uh, the word, I mean, it's from the same word as person. Um, and it comes from, I, th- I think the, the early middle ages is when the parson really became a an office mm-hmm. in the in the church in uh, England and Ireland, I believe. And what it was was the the main uh, teaching pastor. It was called the the parson. Right. But the issue was that because c- there were other elders, you know, at the church, they were, and they were rulers of the church as well as the pa- as the the teaching pastor. The difference is that the parson was had an actual. Uh, a civilly recognized authority over his parish. And it, he was, you know, basically the one who kind of ran things as mm. far as administratively. He was what, what, what we would call kind of the vision casting pastor, sure. you know, things like that. All those, these kinds of hip, uh, trendy things that we're talking about, like lead pastor or, uh, you know, pastor of vision casting and all this nonsense, <laughs> you know, we're trying to use, trendy words to get at an idea that's that's a totally legitimate idea that there is there is a the primary teaching pastor who bears the 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 brunt of the responsibility for the flock as well as the the brunt of of teaching responsibility as well as the the weight of um being the the representative of the flock and and things like that what i see happen a lot is that we use the two terms elder and pastor to differentiate between them you know so elders are the the committee, the board that um, gets together once in a while to make some decisions, uh, and the pastor is the guy that's paid, and he's the guy who normally teaches, and biblically speaking, that's not the differentiation, right? Um, elder is the more technical title for the position, 
and shepherd is is used as a title, but but most often it's used as a verb. It's the it's the function of the elders to shepherd the church, mm-hmm. uh, primarily by teaching, but it also involves one on one teaching, such as through counseling, care of the care of the souls, and st- stuff you know things like that. So we usually differentiate between elder and pastor. And I just think it's it's important to use biblical terminology as tightly as we can, um, and so I don't I don't really like to to separate out, um, which is why I'll often refer to myself and my fellow elders, or or you know myself, me and the other elders, um, and I'll I'll sometimes refer to the other elders as uh, the pastors, even though they're not staff, right? So we do we do a couple different things with the differentiation between elder and pastor. Sometimes we mean elders are, are, you know, laymen. Um, they're not paid or sometimes, and, and the pastor is the guy that's on staff. Sometimes right. we mean elders are the guys who aren't ordained and the pastors are ordained. So we make several, we, and we differentiate several different ways. I just think differentiating with the terms elder and pastor is not the way to do it because that's not right. really reflecting biblical terminology. Okay. So you can do it by uh, the way that we typically do it at our church is uh, I'm usually referred to as the head pastor right? or sometimes the senior pastor. Um, and that's totally fine. I'm not the only pastor, even though I'm the primary teaching pastor. I'm the only guy on staff at our church, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not the only pastor. We have four. The other guys are pastors. They are the shepherds of the church just as much as me. So we use head pastor or senior pastor usually, and that's totally fine. Uh, but another way to do it um, that I think is is just valuable to have in the back of your head, even if you don't use it frequently, because again, it, it sounds goofy to most people who would ever hear you use it. Mm-hmm. But another way to do it is to have another title that's a historically loaded and significant title for that head person that is responsible for representing the church as a whole, you know, he's kind of the public face of the church and he's the, and the reason that it was called the parson was that when you had to deal with the parish, he was the person to deal with. Right. You know, he, he was the person recognized civilly. Yeah. That's, right, right. I think that's important. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he was, uh, which actually uh, until ex- at least very recently, and it might be still this, still be this case, but uh, in, I think it was, Arkansas, I believe, pastors of churches had a civilly recognized, uh, almost sheriff-like policing authority over their church, hmm. you know? Um, and so, and that used to be, that was, that was very commonly recognized in America up until the early 1900s, at least. So that's why I, I think that that is, I think it's a significant title, um, historically significant title that the, the, the parson is kind of the the representative of the church, he's he's responsible not only for the spiritual well-being of the church and the, and the primary uh, weight of teaching the, uh, uh, for the church, but he is also responsible for the uh, for the protection of the church. Right. He's the public-facing <laughs> representative of the church and uh, things like that. So uh, I don't know how fully that answers that. I'm sure that if I had some notes in front of me, I could could talk about it a little bit more, but that's probably plenty for now. Right. I do, I do enjoy the, the title uh, and yeah. legitimately for, for both reasons that right. it, it is, it, it comes across as kind of a goofy title. And I think that's sometimes valuable to help us not take right. ourselves too seriously. Um, uh, but I've, also I think it's significant. 
I, from what you're saying, I, I actually like it as well because of that civil sphere aspect of it. Hmm. All right. Bringing back the, the term parson with the understanding of this is the person who the magistrate talks to within the church right. because it helps more distinctly draw the lines between those spheres of authority, which has been greatly lost right. and many pastors do not act as parsons mm. um, in history. Right. So I think that's a really, um, I think it's really helpful if it carried that same idea. Yeah, right. I was just doing um, some premarital counseling with a couple, and one of the things I was pointing out uh, from C.R. Wiley's book, Man of the House, is how the 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 man of the house, the, the head, the husband, is a, uh, he has a, a public-facing office. You know, it's not just right. a... Um, you're married to this girl so you get to live together kind of thing it's an office and you now are going to represent your household to the world right Mm -hmm. to the you represent your household before the church before the public square before the civil realm Um, and likewise you are the one to enforce you're the one your office is responsible for the enforcing of civil law church standards God's law in your household, right? It's a it's a it's an office that bears a great weight of responsibility. Right. Similarly, you know, very similarly um, with the the parson, that the the parson has that kind of uh, mediating, it's kind of the threshold between uh, the spheres of the church and the the civil realm. So I think it's I think it's helpful to think yeah. through. Yeah, no, that is helpful. All right, parson, parson Preston, <laughs> thank you very much. No problem. Uh, until next time, Godspeed. Oh, uh-huh.